Welcome to the Toss Mills Odoi Macarius podcast. Toss Mills Odoi is an apostle, teacher, and a sought-after speaker in international Christian leadership conferences. He is the son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Mills, who is the founder of the United Denominations and a best-selling author. With over 20 years' experience in church planting around the world and in the training and sending of missionaries, Apostle Toss currently serves at the Kadesh in Accra, Ghana, a vibrant church seeking to win the lost at all cost. He is also a director in the Dagwood Mills Ministries. Now, listen to Toss Mills Odoi. Oh my dear. 
it possible for guiding us to come to you this morning. And, uh, and as Bishop Saki said, I started teaching you from his book, The Determinants. One of the most important books for you to have if you are going to do well in this life. You know, you should remember that the Bible says that Christ is both the power of God and the wisdom of God. You know, that's why last week, if um, you watched the show, remember when um, Bishop Saki introduced me, we did our elbow greeting. But this week, we just bowed to ourselves because times have changed. Amen. And wisdom demands that what you did last week, you cannot continue to do it this week. Amen. And rightly so, this week I'm sharing to you about the fourth determinant that Bishop Dag writes about, the determinant of understanding. You know, in these times, those with understanding shall live. Those without understanding will die. That's basically where we've got into in the world today. That the world is being divided according to your level of understanding. So I think that this morning's message is extremely important, especially for the times in which we live um, of this coronavirus. You know, a few days ago, two days ago or so, I was praying, you know, and God brought the story of Noah's ark to me. And the Bible says that as the floods arose of the surface of the earth and flooded the whole and every living creature died, then there's a, that the Bible says that, and as the floods arose, the ark of Noah rose upon the surface of the flood. So, as all these turmoils and darkness and tribulations, see, the Bible says that men's hearts will fail for fear. You see, that is what is happening in the world today. You can describe the world by this scripture that men's hearts will fail for fear. You see, and a lot of the decisions that presidents are taking and are not taking are guided by a strong effort to deliver their populations from panic and fear and the effects that come from it. Amen. But the Bible says that those that know their God, even in these times, shall watch strong. You know, it is in the hottest battle that the warriors are separated from the toy soldiers. Hmm. <laughs> Amen. That's why at the end of every battle, there are awards given. There's a purple cross given for bravery. Some awards are given for courage under fire. Some awards are given for saving your fellow soldier under fire. You see, the hottest part of the flame is blue, and the coldest part of ice is also blue. Amen. So in dark times, that is when the separations take place. And one of the determinants that separates people in times like these has to do with your level of understanding. The Bible says that the sons of Issachar were wise, for they knew the times, and they knew what Israel ought to do. At this time, you should know what to do. And what you, and what you will do is based on the understanding that you have. So I, And how you will come out of this crisis is dependent upon your level of immediate understanding. Hallelujah. So I need you to really pay attention. We have a short time, just 30 minutes or so. So I need you to listen to every sentence I will make because your deliverance may come through it. And how you come out of it, of this environment we are in, this situation we are in, of the coronavirus, the panic, the stock markets. Listen, I was reading the news the other day and it said about a U.S. Um, billionaire 
you know, called um, some, some, something, um, Alexander, I forget his name, but he made a profit of 2.6 billion last, last week. You see, based on his understanding of the stock market, his understanding, he took a decision that made him 2.6 billion in two days. You see, but that's because of how much understanding he had. But airlines are also crashing. Companies are failing. You know, businesses are collapsing. But somebody with understanding is rather becoming richer. You will also have understanding today and you become richer in Jesus' name. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 11. And I returned or I came back. Some verses of the Bible says that and I walked along the road and I saw that the race is not to the swift. Swiftness is important. Very important because the speed with which you take your medication will determine whether you will live or die. Not whether you will take it or not, but when you take it or not. One day I felt a little something in my tooth. I said, mm, I need to go and see the dentist. I didn't go. The next week, I didn't go. The next month, I didn't go. I said, I'll go. I didn't go. I said, I'll go. I didn't go. And so after many months, the tooth had to be extracted. Why was it extracted? Because instead of doing, going to see the dentist quickly, I didn't go and wasted time. May you not waste time in having understanding. The Bible says, no, the battle to the strong. That means strength is important. No bread to the wise. Wisdom is important. This morning, we are at a very important place where it says that, nor yet riches to men of understanding. Look, in life, people who have understanding become rich. People who use things become poor. The person who is poor pays the person who has understanding. We who have no understanding of how a mobile phone works are at the mercy of those who understand how a mobile phone works. So we pay them for their understanding. Look, some of you did chemistry in school. You did IUPAC nomenclature. You know that CH plus, two, plus H2SO4 is equal to something. You know it in a book. But the person who has an understanding of how the nature of a virus is and what chemical can dissolve a virus. Some of us don't know the difference between a virus and a bacteria. <laughs> but those who have understanding and who have a deeper understanding of the molecular cell structure of the coronavirus are developing medications to kill it. Now, those who have those depths of understanding are going to become billionaires because of, only because of their level and their depth of understanding of the problem the world has today. Listen, your value is determined by the problem you can solve. And the bigger your understanding of a problem and your ability to solve it, the determines how rich you become. That's why it says here that riches necessarily will go to people who have understanding. Amen. So what does understanding mean? Number one, and to understand means to know the intended meaning of something. When you go to your office and your boss calls for a meeting and he's explaining a new idea he has, your ability to interpret the intended meaning of what he's saying will determine whether your salary will be increased or not. But I see your salary being increased. Amen. Number two, it means to know the importance or the significance of something or someone. When you go to an office and you treat everybody the same way, 
you will not be rich. When your boss sees that you don't value, or you don't play the necessary value on his ideas, the necessary value on his importance to you, you will not be promoted, you will not be blessed. If you are a wife and you don't understand the importance of a husband, you will be demoted even though you are a wife. Don't say amen. <laughs> number four, number three, to understand is the ability to correctly infer the information you have received. <laughs> As you receive information, what inference or what me- meaning, what is the meaning of this message to you? You may be angry that, why is he saying that a wife should know the importance of a husband? That is how you'll be able to interpret the meaning of what I've said. Somebody else will say that, it is true. It means I need to see my husband as important. That shows your level of understanding. And finally, to understand means to be knowledgeably aware of the character or nature of something. Your ability to be knowledgeably aware of the character of the coronavirus, how it spreads, how easily you can contract it. You see, a few days ago, you know, my understanding about this virus has been increasing. When it started, I thought, oh, it can never come to Ghana. Ghana, we operate by the grace of God. Even when the Ebola was all over Ghana, all over West, sorry, all over West Africa, like Liberia, Sierra Leone, it even came to Togo, Burkina Faso, Ivory Coast. Ghana, the prayers of the men of God prevented the Ebola from coming to Ghana. So when, when um, the coronavirus, they, ah, I said, no, no, it won't come to Ghana. The same God that delivered us from Ebola will also deliver us from <laughs> the coronavirus. I didn't take it important at all. Then when they said one case was in Ghana, I said, ah, you see, they should just have blocked the airport, everything. Ghana, sad things don't spread here. And I kept on arguing that, look, this coronavirus, it will not last long in Ghana. It is made in China. It is, when your understanding is low, that is why you make statements like, it is made in China, it won't last long. <laughs> then it began to increase. And I kept on now with more information, arguing that, look, a lockdown is not necessary. The more information kept on coming, and my argument began to become weaker as my understanding of what was happening grew. But still, I said, look, we will overcome it. We are resilient. We are Ghanaians. Oh, Ghanaian, Ghanaians. <laughs> we are Ghanaians, you know. <laughs> you see, but the more my understanding grew, the more I took it more seriously. Until yesterday, I received a, a phone call on my way home. As soon as I finished the call, my understanding quadrupled. And I said, look, whether the president of Ghana declares a lockdown or not, I am declaring a lockdown for me and my house. We will declare a lockdown. I don't know whether you will declare a lockdown or not. As soon as I went to, went to fill the tank of my car, I locked the whole house down. I looked in the house. I saw somebody who has to go to work every day. I told her, from now, when you go to work, don't come back again. Because I saw that the virus had just come now two steps away from me. And I said, look, I don't know this person who has this virus, but I know somebody who knows her. So I'm locking down. Nobody should touch me. I'm not touching anyone. As soon as I came to the studio, I took sanitizer, sanitized the microphone. I said, I don't want problems at all. You see, as soon as my understanding grew, it changed my behavior. Your behavior has not changed. 
except you have gained understanding. And you may say you understand, but if it has not led to a change of your behavior, if it has not changed your decision-making prowess, if it has not brought about a fundamental change in your life, I'm sorry to tell you you are without understanding in that matter. Amen. So we want to go on for a few minutes. You see, one should understand that most people can only relate with things they've experienced. But the more understanding you have, the more you'll be able to empathize, the more you'll be able to put yourself in the other person's shoes and therefore be able to know what the person is going through. Christ was without sin, but Christ was God. And because he was God, he was able to put ourselves or himself in our shoes and then take the necessary decisions to save us. You know, he created us in his image, so he assumed we would also be good. (laughs) But after a few days, the Bible said that, and the Lord saw that it was continually in the heart of man to do evil. So he took a decision. He said, I will not destroy the earth with a flood anymore. He looked at man, and he understood our situation. He was knowledgeably informed about our character and our state that we are purely evil. He is the one who told us. You see, all of us, as you are watching me, you, you think you are a good person. But unfortunately for you, even though you think you are good, the Bible says that there is, that according to God, there is none righteous, even though you think you are righteous. Because of God's ability to understand the state in which we are, he's taking a decision about it. Amen. A superior person is the person who is able to relate with things and positively take decisions he's not been involved in. Christ never went to prison, but he said, I was in prison, you didn't visit me. So from today, let us try to put ourselves in the other person's shoes. A person of understanding, who understands, is a nice person to relate with. He understands you, why you are saying the, the things you are saying. Sometimes you may go to your office, your boss is angry, he's shouting, he's screaming. Instead of saying he's quick-tempered, why don't you try to understand why he's angry so you can solve that problem he's angry about? As soon as you can solve that problem, you will find yourself rising. You'll find yourself being promoted because you've been able to put yourself in his shoes. And for many people, if you were the boss, you would take the same decision and even shout louder than your boss is behaving. Amen. Amen. Number two, when you are a person of understanding, what would it determine in your life? Or you would say that, what are the advantages of being a man of understanding? Because the Bible, look, you see, the reason why I like understanding is it says that riches belong to men of understanding. I'm sure as you are watching me, you have plans of being rich. <laughs> Amen. Or, or if you don't have plans of being rich, at least you hope you will be rich one day. Amen. But the Bible has shown that the way to riches it's because of your understanding of a matter. So what are the advantages of what will understanding determine? One, your understanding will determine your ability to know what time it is. If you are in the world today, whether you are rich or poor, you know, the coronavirus we are dealing with has no respect for pauper or president. All of them start with P before coronavirus. It doesn't mind. You may be the president, you may be the prime minister, you may be a pauper, you may be poor. He doesn't discriminate. So when you're a man of understanding, you know what time it is. What is the time for you? Is it the time to go out to nine clubs? 
Is it a time to go out to parties? Is it a time to stay at home? You see, I was, so I was reading a newspaper article and we were talking about the youth in Germany and in Florida that they were actually having corona parties. You see, these are people without understanding. And a lot of them have been confirmed to have the coronavirus. You see, they were joking with something that they shouldn't have joked with because of their lack of understanding. But the Bible says in 1 Chronicles 12, 32, that the sons of Issachar were men that had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. They want to congratulate the president for um, locking down the country partially, but at least he's, locked, he's done whatever he could. It is better than nothing. But like he himself said, he's been vindicated that all the cases that have come so far have been imported into the country. However, if he had locked down the country earlier, you see, the fair determinant is speed. If he had been faster at locking down the country, we would not have seen the number of cases that we've seen. Hallelujah. If he had known the times more accurately, judged more with more discernment, the times would have been spared. Hallelujah. Number two, your understanding will determine your ability to get a husband. Wow. Look, you know, as a pastor, one of the sad things is many women don't get married. But I tell you, from my experience, every woman has had the opportunity to be married in the name of Jesus. First Samuel 25, verse 3. Hallelujah. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Now the name of the man was Nabal, and the name of his wife was Abigail. And listen, she was a woman of good understanding. Good understanding. And of a beautiful countenance. Some versions of the Bible say that she was beautiful and intelligent. Some say that she was beautiful and was wise. Some are beautiful, but are not wise. It's the same as understanding. You may be beautiful. Beautiful has to do with your physical proclivities. Hmm. But are you also wise? Do you have understanding of how a man is and what man, you know? I remember, I just have eight minutes to close, so I'm rounding up. But I remember when I got married, I was with four brothers on the 1st of July, 2005. We were driving. They had been married for many years. I had been married for one month or so. And one of them asked the question that, so what does your wife do that makes you feel that she loves you? One person said this, one person said this. I was new, so I never thought, of, thought about it before. So, of course, I was last. So when I was asked, I, I just said, when she does what I tell her to do. And you see, the things are not big things, just something small. But you see that, like God, he said that, he who obeys me, he it is that loves me. So, and you see, for many men who are married, people think that sex is so important, but experience will show you that sex is not as important as it's made out to be. Ask those who are married. You see, don't, see, don't look at me on the Facebook as though I'm a bad person. No? Because I'm also married like you. Is it not true that as soon as you're not happy with your wife, the first sign is that you don't touch her? Is it true or not true? The married um, fresh breeze ladies, is it true or not true? It, it's the first sign of marital discord. 
You see, but your understanding will show you that to obey is better than to sacrifice your body. Point number three. <laughs> we need to jump num- number five in the book. When you get the book, all the points are there. Your understanding determines your ability to keep poverty away or to become rich. The amount of money in your bank account or your net worth is directly a result of your understanding. You know, rich, rich people don't borrow as much money as poor people. Poor people are always in debt. Proverbs 24, verse 30. I went by the field of the slothful and by the vineyard of the man void of understanding. I went by the business of the person who doesn't have understanding. And lo, it was grown over with thorns. Nettles had covered the face thereof, and the stone wall was broken. Then I saw, and I considered it well. Listen, he said, I considered it well. Let me tell you, the problem with most Christians today is that most Christians don't think a lot. Most Christians pray a lot. In these times of coronavirus, you hear pastors pray, Hey, we block coronavirus. Hey, go away in Jesus' name. Then they say, Oh, I'm going to have a church service. What is this coronavirus? When, when it is time to pray in tongues, you say coronavirus. The Bible says that I'll bless your bread and your water and no evil will befall me. So come. Then you blow on your members. Then they get coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. You have not considered what you are doing well. You see, in my little privileges, I've had to sit in meetings with them, the author of this book, Bishop Dagwood knows. You would be surprised that when it is time for decision taking, information is considered, charts are put up, graphs are looked at, trend analysis are analyzed in order to take decisions. Arithmetic and mathematics is brought to bear. Not carrying the Look, that will not help you to take a track across a border. It will help you. Your crusade will not come on by the tongues you speak. It will come on by your ability to plan. The Bible says that all purposes are established by wise counsel. He said, and I considered it well. Stop praying and start washing your hands. Stop praying and stay at home. Look, when you stay at home, you'll be able to pray more against the virus than if you even go out. Hmm. What happens to people who lack understanding? I'm closing in exactly five minutes. Or the disadvantages of being foolish at such a time as this. <laughs> the first one is death. You die for nothing. You see, you die. Have you ever seen a dead man praying? Have you seen a dead man pray? If you saw a dead man pray, would you like it? So it is better to wash your hands, have, keep a social distance, and live, and continue praying. Then pray and not do what you have to do, and then you die. What, what is the use in dying? Number one, disadvantages of lacking understanding. A man of understanding is someone who has to be commanded. I remember I was in a meeting once with some of my staff. And when we started the meeting, I looked at some of them and I said, that, look, these people here are not allowed to think. You are not allowed to think. Don't think. When we finish, we will give you instructions on what to do. Because such people, they lack understanding. Some people, look, let me tell you something. Some people in your business, they are ruining your business because you give them the space to think 
make judgments on your behalf. Some people must not be allowed to make judgments on your behalf. They will collapse your company because they lack understanding. A man without understanding does not naturally know what to do. You see, the Bible says that a man with a good understanding is precious. Proverbs 13 verse 15. Lack of understanding will not cause you to be chosen. When you don't understand how human beings are, you will not be promoted. A lack of understanding will prevent you from occupying important positions and relating with important people. Psalm 32 verse 9. We have three minutes more. Be ye not as the horse. Don't be like a horse. Have you seen somebody talking to a horse before? But some of you, when we talk to you, it is like talking to a horse. You look at us and do the opposite of what has been told you. He said, don't be like a horse. And the worst one is coming, or a donkey. You see, as he asks for a horse, when he talks to the horse, you do the wrong thing. But a donkey will do nothing. He will just stand there and look at you. <laughs> they said, which has no understanding, Psalm 32 verse 9, that's our scripture for today. Whose mouth must be held with a bit, lest they come unto you. Listen, some people must not be allowed to come near you. And you see, you should also learn how to behave when you go near an important person. For example, when you go to an important person's house, don't start looking around and going to open your door and say, hey, so what's here? You see, an important person is a sensitive person. He watches and analyzes people who come around him and how they behave. And how you behave determines your level of understanding. When you go to an important person's house, don't just sit down on the nearest chair. Stand and talk and ask till you are told to sit on a particular chair. You cannot just go and, go and behave like you are in your house. You will be demoted, but I see you being promoted. Number six, a lack of understanding makes you proud and argumentative. May you never be argumentative in Jesus' name. Finally, as I have one and a half minutes more, how to improve your understanding. Number one, Mark chapter 13, verse 18. Number one, you can improve your understanding by going over the same thing over and over again. You see, the Bible says that, and you will know, if you follow on to know, that his going forth is prepared like the morning. You will only know when you continue learning. I mean, I, I have become a better pastor by continuing to be a pastor and by knowing how human beings are. I was listening to an experienced pastor with understanding and they were asking him why pastors are um, asking members to give by mobile money and not whatever. Then he said, look, even when they are in church, they don't give money. They forget to give the money as they are in church looking at you. Is it by mobile money that you give? See, this is a person who has been a pastor for a long time and therefore knows how people are. But I want everybody watching the show today to disprove that theory. Paul said that well, whether we are present or absent with you, we know you will do the right thing. He said, be zealously affected always in the good thing, whether we are present with you or not. I see you still being zealous with your tithes and your offerings in the mighty name of Jesus. And Jesus said in the parable of the sower, he said, the one by the wayside, the wicked one comes, catches away that which was sowed in his heart. That is why God commanded Moses, he said, thou shalt meditate in my law day and night. Go over it, over it, over it. Then thou shalt make thy way prosperous and thou shalt have good success. Listen, 
You are responsible for your prosperity and your success, not God. And finally for today, you can improve your understanding by taking roots downwards. Go deep. The Bible says, deep calleth unto deep, even at the water spout. Isaiah 37 verse 31, it says, and the remnant that is escaped of the house of Jacob shall again take roots downwards and shall bear forth fruits upwards. As, it, as your roots go deeper downwards, you shall bear more fruits upstairs, upward in the name of Jesus. I see understanding coming into you. May you be wise like the sons of Issachar who know the times we are in. These are perilous times, but people of understanding like the ark of Noah shall rise on the face of the flood. As the flood is going upwards, your life will be going upwards. As the darkness is increasing, the brightness of your life will be increasing. As men's hearts fill them for fear, you shall work stronger and stronger. The Bible says in the, in the book of Isaiah, he prophesied and said, when men say there's a casting down, I will say there's a lifting up for my soul. Receive a lifting up for your soul because of the spirit of understanding that has come to you this morning through the word of God. May your business flourish. May your prosperity increase. May your marriage be sweeter. The Bible says, wives, submit yourselves to your own husband. Let this word ring in your heart. It says, husbands, love your wives. Let this word ring in your heart because, you know, you are in prison with your wife for the next um, 14 days. You are in prison with her, you like it or not, you know. The president of Ghana has imprisoned you with your wife. You might as well make it count, but if you give birth in December, nine months from now, if it's a boy, it will be corona. If it's a girl, coronel. Let's stand to our feet and give God praise. Stand to your feet. Thank God for such a word.